0: Into sports. 20 yards out, urge to shoot. dungeon! Oh. Oh, oh my oh. God for Fabinio! Wow! And get into the all new OTV Sports app. I think when he apologizes to me, I probably will say hello to him, yeah, no. I'm... Videos. Sports news, live scores, interviews. If Fabregas is going to come up to me in the street and give me some of a mouth that he would have given me on a football pitch, what are you do get a slap? Plus, exclusive content on the OTB Podcast Network, the biggest names in sports. Ready when you are. Search OTB Sports on your app store and
1: download it now. The OTB Podcast Network, with Green Farm on the go. Snack smart with 100% natural protein-powered chicken bites.
0: Football. On
1: Off The Ball
0: With Paddy Power New normal Same old football Paddy Power Gamble responsibly Gamblingcare.ie While
1: Liverpool went 68 home Premier League games Without suffering a defeat Running back over almost four years And now, a bit like a London bus They've suffered two in a row Going down 1-0 against Brighton last evening It leaves Jurgen Klopp's side's defence Of the Premier League title In real disarray now Because they are gone seven points Behind Manchester City With City having a game in hand. The teams will meet this coming Sunday at Anfield. The game is live and off the ball with Damien Delaney and Nathan Murphy on commentary. The stakes are huge for out of form Liverpool with Jurgen Klopp admitting they looked fatigued in that defeat against Albion last evening. To have a look at that game and all the football from this week, we're joined by Ireland football legend John Giles. Good evening to you John. Evening Will. What do you make of this Liverpool situation, John, off the top? I mean, they were going reasonably well up until Christmas. They have looked tired in the eight games uh, since the turn of the year. And this is now back-to-back defeats. And two games that on the calendar they would have probably had down as wins. They would have expected to beat Burnley and Brighton at home.
0: Well, certainly last year, uh, Will. But but times have changed, you know, in a big way, as we know. uh, The injuries they've had, uh, a very, very short, close season. uh, You know, star players out of the team bringing in new players it can happen uh, and they, they're paying the price for it there's no doubt about it I mean they've it goes around four years without being beaten at uh, Anfield uh, and then, then they get beaten twice as you say um, and then they had two two good matches you know they good win against Spurs good get, win against West Ham uh, and people say that's football Will you know there, there's no guarantee I mean I was talking to somebody last year good very good Liverpool supporters saying, well, you know, how do you think we'll go? Are we there? Are we going to do what Manchester United did at their, at their great times? And uh, my take on it was, well, I think Liverpool have the foundation now to go on and dominate football for a few years. But what I did say was, you never know what's going to happen. And a lot has happened to stop them doing what, they, what it would look like. The season's not over yet, by the way, still you know. Well, you know, it's, 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 they're a long way behind and, and it, it doesn't look good for them. But nobody could legislate for the injuries that they've had and things going against them in the way that they have done.
1: Yeah, like it's remarkable to lose not just Virgil van Dyke, but then Joel Matip on top of that, Joe Gomez, and then to suffer injuries to players kind of short term like Fabinho, who has already gone back from the midfield mm. to fill in at centre-back, Jordan Henderson having to go back in to fill at centre-back. Mm. That takes away from the rest of the team as well, John. It's going to hurt their midfield if you're having to play Henderson there or Milner has to get deployed somewhere in the defence. You're taking away from one part of the team to just patch things up at the back.
0: Well, that's that's what's happened to them and nobody could foresee that, uh, Will. And uh, again, if you look at Liverpool and the players that they're missing out, if you took Manchester United or Manchester City and had the, 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 the players as important to them as those people were to Liverpool, where would they be? will mm. you know they just have, like manchester city haven't suffered uh, the injury neither manchester united and the, the, the teams that are, are, are going to challenge them haven't they've, they've all had a few injuries and they've had to leave players out but none, no, none of the teams have suffered an, an injury problem like liverpool had it's a very very difficult season for them
1: i think where liverpool have suffered a little bit as well john is not just their defensive injuries but Diogo Jota, who was playing well at the at the start of the season, and we were debating whether he should be starting ahead of Roberto Firmino in their front three, and he was having a big big impact when he came into the team. His injury has coincided with a time where they've struggled to break teams down too. And when your regular front three look a little bit tired and a little bit out of form at times, I know Salah was brilliant on Sunday against West Ham, but when those players look a bit out of form, they would have loved to have had Jota around just to freshen things up at the moment.
0: Yeah, well he's, he's another one on the list. Well. You know, if you put him with Van Dyke and Gomez, and I mean, there's no other team I, I think could could sustain uh, the form in, in, if they'd lost the, the players of that type for, at Manchester United and particularly Manchester City. Like, it's just been an awful season for for Liverpool in terms of of injuries, definitely. And that's what that's what stopped them from doing it. But you know, before the season starts, nobody knows what's what's going to happen. You know, I mean, that's life and that's that's football, particularly. So it's it's a difficult time for Liverpool. There's no doubt about about that. With the big match coming up uh, at the weekend, yeah. you know, more or less they have to win that match. As you said, they're seven points behind City, uh, and City have a match in hand. You know, if they win on, so win, if Manchester City happen to win, they'll be doing to Liverpool what Liverpool did to them last season. So it's a huge game for Liverpool. Well, it's a huge game for both teams, but particularly for
1: City. We'll look at City Except for Liverpool, I should say. We'll look at City in a second, John. But just as a former midfielder, I'm interested in your take on Thiago coming into the Liverpool team this season. He was signed from Bayern Munich, mm. was so impressive in Bayern Munich, winning the Champions League last year. He's a very good recycler of possession. He's a very good passer, but it's taking a little bit of time for maybe himself and Liverpool to gel as a system because Liverpool like to move the ball quickly through midfield and get the ball up to their front three. Thiago's going to slow the ball down a little bit. I think he's going to improve them possession-wise over time. But it is taking him a little bit of time to settle, isn't it?
0: Well, it, it, I mean, he's not joining Liverpool at their best. I mean, you know, you have to go back to the lads you're playing with. Uh, you know, you're only as good as the players you play with. I think he'll be a huge sign for them. And I think he's the type of player that they haven't had. And I think he will add to the team. I think he's coming into a team now where we've had a lot of injuries, not at their best by any means. Uh, and, but I think as, as the injuries improve or they the get, get more people in, I think he'll, he'll prove to be an outstanding player for them.
1: Manchester City, John, either side of Christmas now, they've won 13 games in a row, quietly going about their business. Even when Sergio Aguero has been out, when Kevin De Bruyne has been out with his injury, City continue to find a way of winning. And remarkably, their defence, which was a concern over the last couple of seasons, Pep Guardiola seems to have really sorted out their defence this year. It's been the backbone of those 13 wins in a row.
0: Oh, there's no doubt about that. I think Diaz has been a big player for them, And John John Stone's coming back to where he was a couple of seasons. It looks like it anyway, with the half a season gone, Will, that he looks the player that he was at Everton uh, when Manchester City bought him. He's had a couple of bad years, as we know. But he, but he definitely looks good, and I think Diaz has been a huge influence for him. As you say, they've lost very, very few goals this season. Probably, I think probably the best defensive record in the Premiership, uh, and that hasn't been the case for a while for City, where they were losing too many goals. So they've tightened up, not quite as attractive as they were uh, last season, um, but but more, more professional, uh, more likely to win matches. I mean, the other night against Derby, uh, sorry, against Burnley, I don't know if you saw it, I thought this was going to be a really, really difficult game for them because Burnley are very hard to beat and have had a few good results. As we know, they won at Liverpool a couple of weeks ago. And uh, they really played Burnley off the pitch. They won 2-0, but it could have been more. But Burnley hardly got a kick of the ball. They kept possession of the ball. They scored a goal. A very, very professional. Didn't look like losing a goal. So things have improved, definitely, at City defensively. In relation
1: to last season. And we might just be getting a bit of a glimpse into the future here, John, with Man City, too. You know, Pep Guardiola's staying around, he signed that new contract, and whether through injuries or design, both Gabriel Jesus and also Phil Foden have played quite a bit of football yes. in recent weeks. Both are playing really well. Uh, Jesus is now scoring goals, and I've been really impressed by Phil Foden, John. He's got nine goals so far this season. He can play over on the left of midfield, he can play in that David Silva position, and he looks like a real talent.
0: Yeah, I like him as well. Uh, well, I think he, he's he's one of the few players now of the young, well, any of the players, but particularly young players coming in. He can actually go past people, and, and I know that sounds sounds odd. But if you look at most of the, the, the the games now, there's very seldom you very seldom see a dribbler of the ball, especially from a midfield position or the wing position, going past players. And he's well able to do that and finish as well. I think he's going to be a real player. Yazius got another goal the other night, and he's got to get his confidence in a way that Aguero has or had, which is not easy to do. But I think Yazius will be the real McCoy in time, and definitely Foden will be, I think, one of his main players.
1: Our football coverage here on Off The Ball is with thanks to Paddy Power. For information on Responsible Gambling, check out gamblingcare.ie. How do you see Sunday's game going then, John? I mean, on the face of it, you're looking at Man City who look almost unstoppable over the last dozen games. Liverpool look a little bit vulnerable, particularly at home. Or can Liverpool pull it out of the fire and put a performance in like they did against Spurs last week?
0: Yeah, I think they're capable of doing it, Will. There's no doubt about that. And City, funny enough, don't have a good record uh, at Anfield. Um, so, no, I wouldn't be... It wouldn't be a huge surprise to me, anyway, if Liverpool uh, beat City. I think they're capable of doing it uh, on the day. I think City are in good form, uh, but I wouldn't write Liverpool off by any means. If they are capable of doing it, and certainly on their day. Uh, I think it's been it's been poor form for Liverpool with the teams that they've been beaten. Actually, the teams they've beaten in recent weeks, like Spurs and that, are, are, are up there The teams that they've lost to, is like Burnley and uh, teams near, near, near the bottom of the league which is most unusual for them but there again they've lost a lot of players but I think it'll be a very tight game if Liverpool won I wouldn't be that surprised let's put it that way
1: One final point on Liverpool uh, before we head towards the break Cuevin Kelleher got to play and played quite well against Brighton last evening because mm. Alisson was sick we'll wait and see if Alisson's going to be available for this weekend but the potential is there for Kelleher to get a huge game here against Man City I've been quite impressed by him. You know, big games he's played this season, like Ajax when uh, Alisson was out. This could be a huge opportunity for Cuevin Keller to get some big experience on Sunday afternoon.
0: Oh, definitely. I mean, any time I've seen him, he's been very, very good. Uh, I mean, the, 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 the problem I see for him is not getting enough opportunities, Will. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, what is he, 21 now, 22?
1: Yeah, I think he's recently turned 22, so he's you know, plenty so of football he, ahead, but you're hoping at that age that guys are playing regular football. Yeah, he'd
0: want, he'd want to be playing re- for his own sake, for his personal personal uh, situation as a goalkeeper. He, he really should be playing, uh, you know, first-team football. It, it's like Henderson, who went to, from Manchester United uh, to, to Sheffield United. You know, it really, really improved him. I think goalkeepers particularly, more than any other players, need experience, a first-team experience at the highest level. He's well capable of doing it, as we know. And, like, for his own sake, you wouldn't want – well, I wouldn't, and I don't know the lad – see him too long at Liverpool not getting the matches. If he's getting the matches, fair enough. But over the season, I mean, Alisson, as we know, is a terrific goalkeeper. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't think he's going to get him out of the team. And the only time he'll get any chances if if, if he's injured – and goalkeepers don't get an awful lot of injuries. He's a terrific lad. He has the right temperament. He has the ability. Uh, and I'd, I'd love to see him playing first team football uh, somewhere if he has to.
1: We're talking to John Giles about the week's football and looking forward to the weekend and a big game this evening between Spurs and Chelsea in the Premier League. We're talking about Liverpool against Man City before the break. The teams nestled in between them in the table currently. Leicester just above Liverpool and Manchester United sitting three points behind Man City albeit having played a game more. But United looking to keep the pressure up and John, they'll have done so a little bit, and showed a ruthless streak in their defeat of Southampton uh, during the week at Old Trafford, nine nil up there with their defeat of Ipswich back in nineteen ninety five, and a night where United let loose against a ravaged Southampton team.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, it was a big win for them. Uh, there's no doubt. Uh, well, but I mean, you have to you have to look at the, the the situation. I mean, they had a player sent off after a minute and a half, hadn't touched the ball. He kicked. It. He kicked one of the United players instead of the ball, uh, and 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 then another player sent off as well later on. But you know, well, fair to, fair to United. I mean, they took advantage of it on the night, but I wouldn't I wouldn't see it as one of their, their 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 great nights.
1: Well, I guess the trick of it though is that Martial hadn't scored in seven games. He gets a goal when he comes on. Cavani and Rashford had only scored a couple in their last nine games. They bulk it on the score sheet. They're able to rest Cavani for the second half. It's a way of maybe playing some of these players back into form there.
0: Well, it doesn't do them any harm, that's for sure. I mean, scoring goals at any match doesn't do them any harm. But that's, there's a difference between that and scoring a vital goal against one of the top teams when you need to score it. Uh, now, I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to be hard on Manchester United. They did what they, what they had to do on the night. But I wouldn't see a great deal of significance in it as far as Manchester United are concerned. You know, the, the, the players were down. The, Southampton, first of all, I think the three or four players missing before they played this. And then they got a player sent off without a minute and a half. So it made it easy for Manchester United. But Manchester United took advantage of it. But I'm not sure it would be such a confidence booster for them, or indeed any of the players that scored in the game, to be quite honest, will.
1: Bruno Fernandes was on the bench, he came on, he scored from the penalty spot, he's been at the club now a year and a couple of days. He was signed just before the transfer deadline in the last season, feels a long time ago at this stage, but 53 games he's played for Manchester United, John, he scored 28 goals and 18 assists. He's been crucial for them in the calendar year that he's been at the club. How highly do you rank Bruno Fernandes and the contribution he's made to Manchester United so far?
0: Well, I think he's been a big success for them. I think he's been a very, very good signing. Uh, I think he, he, in the Liverpool match, a couple of big matches there, he didn't play as well as he, as he has been playing. But he's a goal-scoring midfield player and a very, very good one, Will. He's not a player that gets a grip of the game from the middle of the field. I don't think Manchester United have anybody uh, to be able to do that. But he's a very, very important player and he's a very, very valuable player for them. He scores goals, he makes goals, and scoring goals, scoring goals is the hardest thing in football. So his contribution to Manchester United uh, since he arrived at the club has been very, very good.
1: Excellent. Big, big week coming up for Manchester United, they've got Everton in the Premier League Everton sitting uh, just outside the top four currently So that's a tricky enough game And then they've got West Ham in the Cup midweek next week too So mm-hmm. a big spell coming ahead for uh, Manchester United We've got Chelsea and Spurs tonight John You know Chelsea have made this switch with uh, Tuchel coming in As their new coach after Frank Lampard was sacked last week mm-hmm. He's had a draw and he's had a win so far This is a chance for him to get a big win tonight if they were to defeat Spurs
0: yeah, it's, it's it's an important game for both of them. They're, they're there or thereabouts. They've, they've they've slipped off a little bit uh, recently, Chelsea. But when you see the, the 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 squad of players that they have, well, like it's very strong. Uh, and they he's got to uh, Frank Lampard. I don't think was given the time to really do the job. But he's got to get his best eleven. He's got to get a balance to the team because they have a few players who are similar to each other. Uh, yeah, and Werner uh, hasn't scored the goals that was expected of him. Uh, you know, he's been a top player and he's gone through a bad spell. But they've got a, a lot of enta- uh, uh, really really talented players at Chelsea. It's a question now of getting the best team, the best balanced team, and getting the best from them. And that's that's what he's been brought in to do. But they're a very very talented uh, squad of players.
1: Yeah, Tuchel was able to get the best out of a very talented attacking team at both Borussia Dortmund and a PSG. I'm sure that was a big part of the thinking when Chelsea decided to get him in was to try and replicate that type of football in West London. You mentioned Werner, you know, again he's been showing faith in him. Kai Havertz not part of the team tonight, but Werner does start. He's had a dozen games where he's not been able to find the net. I'm guessing Chelsea are just hoping that once he gets a goal, John, they'll start to flow after that.
0: Well it's all confidence strikers particularly uh, more so than any player on the pitch. I mean, scoring goals is the hardest thing in football, in my opinion, Will. And, uh, you know, they all have different temperaments, uh, strikers. Uh, I don't know this lad, but he, he looks at the moment as if his confidence has has gone. And you can see him he's snatching at things around the penalty area. And uh, he's obviously, he obviously has that temperament. You know, the, the, the best strikers I've ever seen are lads who are very, very calm around the goals, uh, like, Jimmy Greaves is the best striker I ever played against, hmm. right? And Jimmy Greaves was definitely the type of player, I actually played against him quite a bit. And uh, his attitude was, some you win, some you lose. In other words, if he misses a chance, it's not going to get to him, right? Uh, and he'd say, well, I missed that one, but I'm not going to be bothered about missing the next one. I'll get the next one. He had that, he had that mentality, you know, and my experience of strikers like that—they they, they all have different temperaments. But I played with two terrific strikers at Leeds United, with Mick Jones and Alan Clark, and they were both different types, of different personalities, different type of people. Mick Jones, if he, if he missed a chance, it would get to him quite a bit. And if Alan Clark missed a chance, my my wife said to Mick Jones, "I need the last, come on Mick, and you missed a chance, it get him down a bit." If Alan Clark missed a chance, he tell you to f off. But he's more likely to get the next chance. Do you know what I mean? It didn't get to him. He, he, he had an arrogance about him. Mick didn't, and, and Mick it would get to Mick. I'm only trying to explain the difference mentality mentalities with uh, strikers. In Jimmy Greaves' case, Jimmy was a type of laid back on the pitch. Ah, some you win, some you lose. So when he got a chance of the next one, he'd be still calm about it. Whereas you get lads like Verner at the moment. Like when you see him around the goals, he's really, really nervous. You know, he's, he's, he's kicking at the ball, he's knocking it into the ground, that because it's obviously got to him with, the, with the, 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 the goals that he hasn't scored. So they've all different temperaments. But you'll find, you'll probably find with this lad, he has scored goals before. If he scores one, he'll get his confidence back. But the really, really top class stri- strikers, when they're, they're on a bad time, it doesn't really get to them in that way.
1: Yeah. After us talking about team Timo Werner will probably score for Chelsea against Spurs tonight. How do you see the game going, John? I mean, Spurs will be, I would imagine, desperate to put in a big performance after not playing particularly well against Liverpool just a few days ago.
0: Yeah, they miss Harry Kane really, really badly. He's been making goals, go. he's, probably, he's probably the top striker, I would imagine, uh, in the Premiership. He's making goals, he's scored in goals, he's, he's improved every year. And he's not there. Uh, at a guess, I would go with Chelsea.
1: Right, it's going to be it is difficult isn't it like Spurs suffer without Harry Kane because even if Son Hyung min goes across you take away what he adds to your attack down the yeah. left hand side Spurs just don't have a player to be able to fit perfectly into that number 9 position at the moment
0: No Well you're fine with Son Son doesn't make many goals he scores and he's a brilliant lad I think he's a great lad for, for Spurs but Kane was doing both he was scoring as many goals if not more than Son and making as many goals which is most unusual for a goal scorer particularly somebody like Harry Kane, who's a, a, a big, uh, strong centre-forward. So he's a huge loss for them. I and mean, if you were taking a player, any one player, out of the Spurs team, the last one you take out would be Harry Kane.
1: Yeah, the good news, if you're a Spurs fan listening to us currently, Jose Mourinho said in his pre-match interview that they hope to have Harry Kane back training next week. Doesn't necessarily mean he'll play in two weeks' time, yeah. but it's possibly not as bad as they first expected. John, we'll let you go and watch the game between Chelsea and Spurs. Thanks a million for joining us.
0: Thanks, Will football on
1: off the ball
0: with Paddy Power new normal same old football Paddy Power gamble responsibly gamblingcare.ie
1: that was an OTB Podcast Network presentation